and salutations. Friday the 13th. Just before that new moon, potent juju. Love it. So, I had the YouTube channel. We had lots of chats. We talked about the work. And it was mainly because we had a lot of students that had gone through and we were having all these upgrades, rediscoveries, whatever, and we wanted to keep them in the loop. So they had a little bit of context as to what the hell we were saying. Now that we've got the cast of Pod, podcast, I uh, realise that you guys probably don't get what I'm saying. Like, you, who the fuck is this move? Rah, blah, blah. So I'm going to give you a little upload, download, reload today myself. This is all in these books, deck, cards that's coming. And they are coming. We've just had a little snafu, a little delay, if you will, with the box size. It's been rectified. I'm assured it will be here December, late November possibly. So um, hang in there. I did only print a certain amount. So if you want to make sure you're going to actually get in, get on it. All right. Let us begin. So, first, essence. When we refer to essence, we use a capital E, and that essence describes you all the way back to source. All your experience, wisdom, all your incarnations, all your associations, lineage links, essence. Essence is the part of you that lives on when this thing dies. The mind mm. dies when you do. Essence lives on. Moo. Okay. So when I was having the experience myself of connecting with the consciousness of the planet, the understanding, experience, feedback, whatever you want to fucking say, when I went to name her and I felt it as a feminine presence, was Moo. So I kept connecting with Moo making the connection with Moo. When I take other people to the experience of the essence of Moo, they had the same thing. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. So there's Moo. Now Ra. Ra's not a person. Ra is not a person. Don't know how many times I can say it, but Ra for us is not a person. Okay. That's some bullshit from Egyptian antiquity. That's after we were bloody invaded and they're trying to claim deity. They are false light. That's bullshit, okay? This is not Ra from bloody Egypt. Got it? End of story. It's the creator codes, the creation principle, the transcendence, the spark, the catalyst behind creation. Dig? So people said to me, oh, right, you should get rid of that. And I was like, but that's my truth. I can't change that. I'm not compromising this. I'm giving it to you how I got it. So when we connect with Bra, what we're connecting with is the creative principle, that transcendence you touch behind all things. That's Ra. So when you're in essence, your consciousness is the lead here and you connect with the essence of Mu and pull that up into you and connect with the essence of Ra and pull that into you. Don't worry, we have an exercise for that. Uh, when you do this, it ignites essence 
in a physical sense and it becomes like a, a burst of energy, if you will, and we call this the soul star. Now, the soul star has a radiance and it carries juju energy. It sets your field. Our paradigm is as within, so without. So as within, essence, it's got it going on, right? If that's the radiance, if that's the paradigm with Mu and Ra, well, then we've got something to work with. When this energy starts to, as I said, flare this soul star and you work with this juju, it actually has visceral substance. And you can use that to heal, to create, to whatever the fuck, right? But it's potent, it's real and it's exciting. Now, what you're doing when you do this is you're drawing from outside the construct. This construct's built on entropy and atrophy. So when you're drawing from inside the construct, that's the juju you're drawing. Well, that's fucking fine, but, you know, I want something a little bit everlasting. Thanks very much. I've got enough entropy and atrophy in the program. I don't need to draw it in. Dig? Anyway, these instructions and a lot about this law is in the books and in the cards. <laughs> I'm saying it because some people like their information laid out for them. Some people want to revisit it. And sometimes reading it gives you a clarity that hearing doesn't. Okay? But you can come here and do the Claim in Body Radiate Retreat, which we've designed around it. So you claim essence, embody Ramu Tet, and then radiate your awesomeness. <laughs> Working with me directly is a little bit different to the books. The books give you a good background. But working with me directly, you will have the curses, the contracts, agreements, allowances, the kill shots, the consequences, etc. moved from not just this dimension, all dimensions of dreaming. Because, see, that's what happens a lot is people just clear in this dimension. That's fucking fine, but two weeks later you're fucked. And that's why a lot of healing doesn't stick. They haven't done anything wrong. They've just cleared from this dimension of self and dreaming. Anyway, you can learn about that in the healer if you study further. Blah, blah. So, yeah, we're running these claim, embody, radiate retreats. We're going to be doing some online because obviously not everyone can get here to beautiful Byron Bay, hinterland. But we will run them online as well so no one has to miss out. And you can get to essence. You can experience Mu, Ra, Ramu Tet and see how it will change your world. Now, I did have a girl once and she was sitting in front of me and I was like, why the fuck is she not generating this Sakem? Because this Ramu Ted action, when the whole alchemy happens, it generates this juju. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, why isn't this happening? And so I got her to go through it with me. And it turns out that she thought she wasn't into Ra at all. Okay, so she replaced it with heaven. Now, heaven has a mind projection, a connotation, and a limitation of concept. So what she ended up doing was connecting with that, drawing it in. It may have been doing her good. I mean, you know, she was doing okay, but it was this Sakem wasn't being generated. So it's really important to understand that Mu and Ra have a specific frequency that you can't substitute, shall we say? Now, 
My experience of Mu also as the Aeon goddess planetoid, I kind of read that last week, you know, that the myth, mythos of Mu. So my experience of her is that Mu is a dimension of dreaming as well. Some people may connect with that consciousness of the earth as Panchamama. That's another dimension of dreaming of hers. What I have found is when you connect with Gaia, it's a false construct. Well, it's a construct. It's not a real consciousness, if you will. I found the same with Sophia. And when I connect with Mother Earth, it's kind of like, it's a, it's devoid of people, if you will. It's like a will. It's, do you remember at Fringe? I can love that show. Anyway, William Bell had this uh, dimension, if you will, that he'd created where he, you know, it was all dinosaurs. It was all very prehistoric. It was all rainforest, beautiful fecundity. There were no people. It's kind of like that. It's like the um, blueprint, if you will, of the construct. Now, the construct holds the matrix mindset, okay? The construct is consistent. The matrix mindset is malleable, okay? Uh, what else can I throw at you? Oh, I've got one, geometries, okay. From our glossary of terms, geometries. Straight lines bind the infinite. Geometries are generally straight lines, purposefully assembled, designed to hold program and instruction within a cohesive ratio of structure, shape and form. They're essentially benign until they are imbued with program and intent. Many hold, and this is often hidden, but they hold a caveat or conditions of use that leaves you vulnerable to compromise and loss of sovereignty if and when you employ them. Oh, star tetrahedron's one. It's commonly used. It's got its own set of juju attached. Five-pointed star. Wow. There's so much imbued in that one. Now, what does this mean, having five-pointed star and it's loaded with all this stuff? Well, think of it this way. Someone might use that five-pointed star and they're healing with it. They're growing nature. They're sending out the good juju and someone else might use that five-pointed star for something a little bit cursed like evils. What happens when you reuse the same geometry is you're tied in to what has gone before. Like that symbol's already got some juju attached to it out in the zeitgeist. So you're starting to see what I mean by a loaded geometry. Also, Whoever originated that, and believe me, it's been used for a long fucking time. <clears throat> Many of those geometries have the seals at the vertex slash vortex. And in that, it will denote who owns that, the proprietary rights, if you will, on that geometry. So you could be doing your juju and some of the vortex vertex is draining your fabulosity. Or it can be adding its own imprint slash karma. Yeah, you're now involved with that juju onto your use of it. So this is why I say if you're going to use a geometry, try and make it original. Or look at these runes of Ra. When you create the sigils of those, 
you won't have that problem. When I was listening back, I realised I needed to add that bit in. So now I'm going to just continue on with where I was. If it seems a bit disjointed, sorry about that, pictures. Wherever there's a vertex, which is two lines meeting, so when you have a geometry, I'm talking about straight lines, so the triangle, the stars, yeah? Wherever there's a vertex, two lines meeting, there is a vortex. This vortex is capped by a seal or rune sigil, denoting ownership and the appropriation of the energy person place situation. It bounds. So in this deck, I included runes of Ra. There's no straight lines in them. There's a lot of curves. There's no straight lines binding the infinite. There's no previous programs on any of them. So it's like when you take that rune and you draw it, embody it, make it yours in some way shape or form it becomes a sigil and the sigil holds the juju right the rune by itself is a little bit two-dimensional it's like a book right but the sigil happens or the book opens <laughs> when you create it yourself when you come to the claim embody radiate retreat weekend we actually work not just with Ramu Tet but also with the runes of Ra how to create with the runes, how to work with them to become sigils. It's really exciting. Um, yeah, just a new dimension of understanding self, the reality and how to work within it. Okay, Galactic Memoirs I read from last week. Turn it over and here's another book called The Initiate. And I'm now going to read you Chapter 1 of The Initiate. Available for pre-order at cultofra.com.au. Print. By the way, Cultivra explained it last week, but here it comes again. It's based on cult of personality. In the old days, they used to have cult around deity. This is cult around the creative principle. That's about it, okay? There's no bloody people being worshipped or anything like that. <sighs> Open your mind, peoples. Okay, The Initiate, here it is. The Initiate, Adventures in Consciousness with the Eye of Ra and the Law of Sekhmet. Beginnings. Something isn't right. I've thought that for a while now. Everyday fuckery, false flags and fake news. Each one more incredulous than the previous as if an unseen character choreographing a dark comedy whose humour and motive are of questionable taste is pulling perfectly orchestrated strings of a concealed Machiavellian agenda. The sanctions, roles and rules were becoming more generic and unimaginative daily. The living environment toxic, the treadmill to stay afloat exhausting, the ideals of the masses shaped to manipulate and exploit the agenda of this hidden hand. It had been a while now since I'd first started to awaken from the depths of a spell. I call it a spell because it is an illusion, a manipulation, a programmed intention built in through and around me, cast, created and enacted to dictate my experience for someone else's gain. 
I've connected with a woman whose work I resonate with. It feels like a way to find my own truth and get real answers from me for me. I first saw a post in the socials and followed it to her blog and YouTube. Wowza, definitely not Matrix Diatribe cut and paste. So I'm having my first session with her online today and if all goes well, I'll delve further. The screen flickers and opens to reveal her visage, staring back at me. So strange previously seeing her on the screen to hear her now in front of me in real time. I've so many questions I want to ask but I can't formulate and start to get uncomfortable with her intense stare. Greetings, she says, as smoke billows around her. I can see her putting something out, but her attention returns to me and the intensity ramps up. How can I be of assistance? I'm frozen. I want to speak, but the rush of feelings, memories and deja vu catch me off guard. And so I started to begin with. Well, I don't really know where to start. Just your stuff moved me and I want to explore it further. I feel like a dick. I mean, I hadn't even thought that far ahead. I just knew I needed to connect. She must think I'm a loser. Dear, she answers, let me have a look at you. Despite the distance and through the medium of AI, I begin to feel a beam of energy scanning me, observing me in what feels like many expressions all at once. It was both unnerving and exhilarating. I want answers and healing, but I'm also reticent to be open and vulnerable. Some of it's fear, fear of the unknown, change, being exposed. Some embarrassment that what she may find is not my best self and I want to appear flawless, capable and whole for some reason. Okay, she says, the first thing I'm sensing is your eagerness for mastery. I get that, but there's a lot of fuckery in the way that's holding you back. I'm happy to work with you to address that. How did you get to me? I saw a post on social media and followed it to the blog and then I watched a couple of videos. Lit a fire in me and I made contact, I answered, becoming more coherent as I found my voice. Which one? She inquired. Um, I'm not sure now. I went on to read some of the blog and I contacted you. Did. What drew you? What sparked and lit this fire? I think it was your energy. I mean, you say some pretty far out stuff, easing into it. And when I heard it, I didn't really understand it, but I knew it had merit. I've woken up and I need instruction in the new paradigm, I say confidently. Is that so? If you're so awake, then why do you need me? What do you think I can give you or add to your already awakening knowing? Well, that threw me. I wasn't expecting that answer. Uh, I mean, I know something's not right and I want to get right and fight for humanity, for a better life, for truth and for the collective. And I want to ride the dragon like you say in the videos, I blurt out, almost tripping over my words and sentiment as it forms and spills from my lips. Is that so? Admirable ambitions. Are you ready to unlearn all you know? Are you ready to take responsibility for your own creative power and experience? Are you ready to kill Santa? 
I know she's expecting some consideration and reflection before I answer, but I just can't. It rushes out of me like a gushing stream. Yes, yes, I am. Amusement underlines her acknowledgement and she softens. The energy changes and I feel like I'm enveloped in the most profound, all-encompassing embrace, full of safety, reassurance and reliability. It's effective. Its effect is immediate and I relax and we both smile together. Buckle up, she says. Let us begin. Well, there you go, Groovers. Chapter one, beginnings of the initiate. <clears throat> Available for pre-order at cultivra.com.au forward slash print. Well, I'm getting better with this pod thing, you know, a little bit more um, consistent. Hoping to do every week to 10 days. Subscribe, share, whatever the fuck people do with these things. And I look forward to connecting with you next time on the Sacred Door Bitch, a Ra Media production.